This is Animals Voice Podcast, presented by the Ontario SPCA with 50 communities working together for animal welfare. We've got another great show for you on the way, so put your paws up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Animals Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McKenzie, and I'm excited today to be joined by Judy O'Brien. She's branch manager of the Ontario SPCA Lennox and Addington branch, and uh, how are you? I'm terrific. We're going to be talking about a cool topic today, feline and canine enrichment programs here at the Ontario SPCA. Very important. And something that's very top of mind for you right now, I understand. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, first, before we get into that, tell me a little bit about you. How long have you been involved in animal welfare? I've probably been involved in animal welfare for over 10 years. Um, I was actually the executive director at the Kingston Humane Society, and at that time I was also a cruelty agent. Um, I've also worked for the Quinney Humane Society as a cruelty agent in between, and uh, now I'm at my home. I'm at uh, Lennox and Addington OSPCA branch. Um, So yeah, quite a bit of experience. Um, again, animals are my passion, so I'm in the right job. I think being that you've, you've been in those different roles and being involved in the cruelty side, but now you're running a branch, you must see things from a pretty unique lens. Um, I do. I think um, I see the really good things happening, and I see the really bad things happening. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm here, and my job is to make sure animals are always number one, and I think enrichment is part of that. You're giving a little bit more. Okay, let's talk about enrichment. What what exactly is uh, feline and canine enrichment? Um, it's the opportunity to actually improve the animal's environment, whether it's a cat or dog. Um, and that environment is improved in order to make them healthy and ha- happier beings. So it uh, you know reduces stress and allows them to be who they are and what they are. Um, and then they become more adoptable. Okay, so that it, I was about to ask, why is it so important that animals in a shelter go through enrichment? Is it, it, does it help them with socialization? Does it just help them with, with uh, quality of life? Like, talk to me about that. It helps with everything. Quality of life, health, um, you know, reduce stress, reduce fear. Um, I mean, the enrichment part actually reduces illness, Um, In animals, uh, it can be quite stressful in a humane society environment. And all these opportunities to enrich their lives any way we can helps reduce all those stressors. Okay, that makes sense. So uh, what kind of programs? Can you describe them to me? That Actually, what have we done in the past and are we doing things differently now? Um, I think in the past they did, most of the branches probably had some form of enrichment. Um, Whether it was the point of having cat purchase Um, You know, cats like to be up high. They like to be above the world, I would say. You know what cats are like. Um, Toys, food, you know, making sure they have the right food, making sure that they're well cared for, they have scented items in their cages, that type of thing. Now in the present, I can see all the branches going towards a more um, intricate enrichment program um, all the way, right down from cages to toys to socialization they're hitting all the areas of enrichment and they're hitting it all the way across the board. If they don't already have it present, it's going to be there probably by the end of this new year. Are the cages that we now keep cats in different and in different in terms of the enrichment aspect that we're trying to achieve than they were, say, 10 years ago? Oh, absolutely. Um, the cages 10 years ago were probably too small. Okay. Um, they probably didn't have any perch Um, on it so the cat can really get away or the opportunity to hide which they like to do to feel comfortable yeah 
Now the cages are, they're phenomenal. Um, I actually just uh, filled my shelter with cat condos. <laughs> and what those cat condos can do is phenomenal. I call them the uh, awesome, <laughs> the most awesome thing I've purchased so far to <laughs> assist the cats. Um, they're larger cages. They have perches within. And then they have a separate side that the cat can actually go through in order to use litter box um, or to hide. So, um, you know, it helps them in so many ways. Like if you're going in to clean the cage, the cat can go into the other side and be by itself so there's less stress okay. instead of somebody putting their hands in constantly. Okay. So big, big difference. And nice. it does reduce uh, upper respiratory. It does. Big time. Huh. Big time. What about dogs? What are we doing for dog enrichment in, in shelters? Um, in my shelter, you know, when I first came in, there was a lot of renovations and things that needed to be done. And uh, we weren't able at the time to offer them as much as I would like. Um, but recently, through some generous donors and some uh, elbow grease among my staff and volunteers, we were able to uh, actually kind of make our back area like a dog park. So now uh, they can go back, they can run, they can play. There's agility equipment from teeter-totters to the run run through the pools. Um, there's things that they can stand on, they can bark, they can do and be a dog. I mean, it's just, I get really excited about it because it's just um, something that wasn't there before. And when you see the an the attitude of the animal after they had the opportunity to get out, run, play, socialize, um, jump, like they jump, they go crazy. It's just amazing to watch. Um, there's like a, just a total different atmosphere. So socialization amongst dogs uh, is something that fascinates me and so can you be specific about when you're talking about the uh, enrichment happening at your shelter with the dogs what exactly about this dog park or, or dog play area in the back mm -hmm. like are, are they working with your staff like how do you get the dogs to be uh, I don't know if better socialized or, or, or more right. friendly with one another is what I'm asking but right. how do you encourage the dogs to play nicely I guess is the question I'm asking you know, I think when you get into that type of environment, um, it's very stressful in the cages. The runs are a good size, but, you know, could be better. So when the animal gets an opportunity to be outside with, with someone it trusts and it gains that trust, and you're playing and socializing, then you can add another animal into it. Um, normally, there's not usually any problem, um, and those animals start to connect. They're outside, they're free, they're interacting. Um, very important, and it gives us an idea of, you know, the adoptability of the animal. Um, again, it's about patience, um, some training. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're putting them with, with staff and individuals that are volunteers that are very good trainers, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, and we're giving them that, you know, a little bit of guidance before the interaction happens. Yeah. So someone's always there. They watch the interaction, and once we see that everything's cool and ready to go and there's no upsets we let them just go for it just go for it do, do you see a, a, a tangible difference in both cats and dogs before they enter enrichment programs and after like can oh. you can you see is the difference night and day or is it subtle because you have a trained eye so you see it yeah um, I think there's a major difference, and I think when volunteers come in, they can see it. Um, we've had many compliments on what we're doing. for. The, they talk a lot about the cats because um, most of the volunteers that come in are really big, big cat people. And um, we've had more compliments in the last month just from, you know, the enrichment that we're doing in our sunroom. They said the cats are less fearful. Um, they're more loving. <laughs> you know, like we had a cat 
that wouldn't even come near me. Yeah. Um, and then we've been putting it in the area, letting it have some time, playing, hiding, perching, doing whatever it wants, right? Being a cat. And the next thing you know, it's jumping in your arms. So that's a really big difference to me. Same with dogs. Um, I, I can remember one hound that was terrified, absolutely terrified. The noise, the loudness, um, you know, crazy, crazy. And um, we had the dog outside. I took a liking to it and I actually um, started interacting with it myself. Yeah. Um, and now it's like happy, go lucky. It's tails wagging. It's heads up. It used to keep its heads down and its tail under its legs sure. out of fear. Yeah. Um, just by taking it for a walk, playing, putting it through the agility thing and laughing a little bit um, has really made a difference in that dog. And now when it's going back into the shelter, it's more relaxed and more calm. Big difference. Nice. Yeah. Now, you, you referenced earlier on in our discussion that you understand that a lot of our branches are going towards enrichment programs. Mm-hmm. Now, can you go? Can you expound on that a little bit? Like, are all of our branches buying into enrichment for cats and dogs, uh, or is this happening only in isolated branches? Um, actually, I really believe it's all the branches. Okay. Um, just the meetings that I've been in on. Yeah. It really sounds exciting what people are doing. For instance, um, James Group, I believe in Muskoka, actually has outdoor facilities for cats also. So that's part of enrichment too. Nice. They like to be outside. They can see the birds. You know, they might want to try to hunt a bit. Um, but they get that opportunity. Rockville's going through some major renovations where the cats will actually have access from the indoor out to the outdoor. So they're going to have cat tunnels and everything else. And (laughs) I think that is one of the coolest things I've ever been involved in. Um, And also for the dogs too, like they're going to, um, you know, have more of a park atmosphere. There's a couple of branches that do have dog parks. Nice. Um, So yeah, everybody's really pulling forward and really trying to um, make their lives a lot better. I mean, we're, we're doing all our efforts to make sure that their lives are as, as good as they possibly can be. Nice. I talked to a lot of donors about um, where their dollars are going to. And uh, it sounds to me, based on this conversation we've had, like right across the province, all of our branches are keeping their eye on the ball and, and really trying to enhance the quality of life mm-hmm. uh, for all of these animals that are in our care before they find their forever home. So it's, it's awesome. It, it, like, this has been an exciting conversation for me. Uh, if, if our listeners want to, to learn more about um, enhancing their cats or dogs' lives or, or in, uh, environment, what can they do? Um, I mean, they can do little things just in their own home, um, and they can do it cheaply. They can have perches, cat trees, um, paper bag seems to be my cat's favorite, uh, boxes, you buy the cat something, they want the box, just like a child, uh, scratching post, um, string cat toys. Uh, you can roll up a piece of paper and throw it on the floor. That's even interaction yeah. activity balls, Kongs, yeah. lots of things you can do. What about the laser pointer? Yes. I've, uh, my I've daughter's going nuts with the laser pointer with our exactly. cats. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So there's a lot of ways to make sure your cats, um, enrichment is happening same with dogs make sure he has toys to play with make sure he's getting enough exercise the agility equipment's one of my favorite things even if they're not like really into it some all of a sudden you see one on the teeter-totter that never went near it before you know they're just they're very uh, creative and they're very um you know they want to see what's going on so it, it's interesting to watch nice how can our listeners help ontario spca branches with their enrichment programs um you know donate um cash <laughs> donate cash 
Or what you can do is you can call your, your branch and ask them what you need. Nice. Uh, listen, I want to thank you for your time today, Judy. I want to thank uh, Katie Leonard for uh, her production of the Animal's Voice podcast. And we recently have uh, been doing some tracking and seeing that there are a lot of friends out there that are sh- listening, but then sharing our blogs, uh, or I mean our podcasts, and, and making sure others are aware of them. So our friends at Fur Blogs want to say thank you. Uh, Eddie the Pug, uh, Canadian Pet Connection, and Canada Pet Express. Thank you so much for sharing our message, our vision. Uh, we really appreciate it. And I'd personally love to hear other topic ideas. So if you want to send me ideas, you can contact me at uh, K McKenzie. Here's the long email address. K-M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E at ospca.on.ca. Judy, thanks again. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you again. You bet. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Animals Voice Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and at our website, ontariospca.ca. Animals Voice Podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. The Society would like to thank all of our supporters. Together, we are the Animals Voice.